the Rewind 80s Mixtape Tour is back at the Wedge in Sale on February 19th, 2022. Relive the 80s with two huge party sets of some of the biggest hits from Wham, Van Halen, Billy Idol and more. It's, it's on, on like, like Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong, but wake up and get your tickets before they go-go. Doors open 7.30 at the Wedge, 100 Foster Street Sale. Phone 5143-3200 for tickets or visit rewind80smixtape.com.au. Party hard and get yourself... Have you heard about the lonesome loser Beaten by the Queen of Hearts every time Have you heard about the lonesome loser He's a loser but he still keeps on trying track that is 1979 guys but there is method to our madness oh yeah well look this is jay jovi i'm sammy hard on and of course this is the 80s montage and tonight we're talking about 80s uglies we're Before stepping that, it up it's gonna be very controversial tonight very controversial so fucking strap in bitches go ahead absolutely I just want to send our condolences out to uh, the beautiful Glenn Wheatley who passed away and he managed LRB. So before we get onto the subject, just fucking sad, mate. We're losing all our big people. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And he, he seemed, Glenn Wheatley seemed so young, you know, like he seemed, yeah. it just seemed so untimely. Like Glenn Wheatley... Obviously, he was formerly the the uh, bass guitarist from Master's Apprentice, but he then went on to, of course, uh, manage Little River Band. He did John Farnham, uh, Delta Goodrum, and tons of others, you know, mm. but like much, much loved in the industry, huge, he like was. a giant in the Australian music industry. It's a huge loss, and I'm sure there are many people out there uh, this week and around Australia, not just his family, but all of his fans as well that are really feeling it. So, yeah, absolutely, sending our condolences and, and much love to the family. Yeah, we've lost a couple, haven't we, this uh, pandemic, which is horrible. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I hate to say I believe it was from um, COVID complications due to mm. COVID, which is very sad. Yeah, mm, he was in yeah. ICU, I think. Mm. But, uh, yeah, just sad, just absolutely horrific. 
Anyway, as we say, love to the family. From one Glenn to another, Glenn Shorrock, the lead singer of um, yes. Riverband. Now, we are going to sort of scratch at a bit of a raw nerve, I guess, and be a bit controversial, but this is a conversation that you will never hear on any other kind of medium. You'll never hear this on radio or TV or fucking whatever. No. This is our own fucking podcast show. We'll say whatever we like. If you don't like it, if you're sort of a bit of a snowflake or whatever, you get offended very easily, probably not the show for you. No. Switch off you now, know? fucker. <laughs> yeah. But if you're fucking relaxed and want to have a bit of a laugh and you've got a great sense of humour, this could be the show for you, so keep fucking listening, all right? That's right. And, yeah. you know, it's it's an opportunity to talk about how being famous can make you a little bit better looking than you are. Absolutely. Now we're talking about 80s uglies. Mm. Celebrities from the 80s who were never going to win a modelling competition. No. Never. No chance of that happening. All right. So we're talking about people with a head like a bag of ropes. and Only a mother is, could love. Exactly. The, the thing is, it showcases, as you say, the power of music, the power of art, the power of celebrity. And, you know, these people, if they had been in any other industry, just just wouldn't have got looked at. But you stick them behind a guitar or behind a microphone or whatever. Mm. Incredible. Well, they wouldn't Incredible. have got a root. That's for sure. Now, let me tell you, I'd like to preface this conversation with looking down at the people on this list, I would root most of them. So, I'm What? Not, I'm not, yeah, I'd root most of these people. That's because Why you're not? a whore. I'm a whore. But, look, there's one, there's one in particular I really would not fucking guess is out who that is. But Woody fuck, Allen. Look, we're going to go through. Did I Don't guess it? Don't blow it. Don't blow it. Did no, I guess can... it? No, oh, no, no. What? No, you root Woody Allen Oh, shut up. Anyway, so we... <laughs> we're going to go through. It. We're looking at ugly 80s. Now, this could blow out because, I mean, mate, there were some uglies in the 80s. Yeah. And it's, it's like, Sammy, it's like the fucking Emperor's New Clothes or something. You know what I mean? Like everyone's thinking it, we can all see them in the oh, photo. Oh, Nobody's fucking saying it though, but we're going to say it. And, I mean, at the same time we're going to celebrate how fucking successful they were in other areas. But that's not young, to say, yeah. that's not to say that, you know, they're not going to chase a dog out of a butcher's. They're so fucking ugly. <laughs> and a lot of um, guitarists especially started playing guitar because they knew this was the situation. Yeah, yeah. It was like I know I'm batshit ugly but if I put a guitar in my hand I might get the chicks. Because yeah, at the end yeah. of the day the pussy padlock is more important than any other politician or anything in the world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's jump into it and let's get extremely controversial. Yes. First up, first up. Well, the whole band was fucking fugly. Let's Little just play the band. song. I oh, just played us. it. Huh? Oh, Little Lonesome River Band. Oh, yeah. yeah, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Little, little well, River Band. Yeah. You've got to be careful, though, because Farnsy joined them and made them a little bit better yeah, in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, I can't put ones with Farnsy because Farnsy was hot. You know what? The thing about Glenn, Sh- <laughs> the thing about Glenn Shorrock, 
short ass mate, tiny, yeah. tiny guy. And a bitch. He was so full of himself it wasn't mm. funny. And I think that's sort of, I think that's what makes this such an easy target within this conversation is like I don't mind saying like, mate, you're a, you're, you're a fucking, you got a head like a twisted sand shoe. Mm. You know what I mean? Because he, he thought he was top shit. Did so, he ever marry anything half decent or I don't I'm even know? I'm not sure about his sort of life and he career never, and so yeah. forth. Yeah. Was he a slut? Was he a fucking, oh, oh. I'm sure he would have been, but oh, yeah. Well, I no. used to hang out with Steve Housden. I think he was oh, the yeah? second guitarist. There was a whole thing with the LRB thing where someone wanted the name and then Steve, I think, got the name, which the story goes something like that. Steve is a really lovely guy and Jack Housden is his brother who's in the Bad Loves. He works with a lot of other people now, um, Jack Housden. And so I just have these memories of hanging out with Steve at Jack's flat, getting drunk, thinking, oh, my God, I'm hanging out with LRB, man. You know, yeah. but they yeah. were both cute. So there were a couple of lineups, but when you got a front man like that, you at least have to have some good looking guys in the band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. But it doesn't yeah, happen that funny. way. <laughs> but in saying that, musically, the guys were incredible with their harmonies and their playing and their songwriting was world class. But who mm. the fuck looks at those? Like if they walked into a fruit shop and went, we want to be musos, you'd fucking laugh, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this was the fabulous beauty about Glenn in a way where he just went, yep, adult contemporary, let's overlook the fact that you look like fucking whoever. I mean it was a really interesting marketing avenue to market a band like this. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Especially to have little in the title. Little, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, of course. Well, this is the I end of, of the them, 70s, so. I think of them every time I go to Geelong and, and go through Little River. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, 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 mm. exactly. There's a Little River band. Yeah. But I did well, like nice. when Farnsey joined. I loved it. Yeah, look, things started looking up when when Farnsey joined. Um and it was a, a bit of a um a bit of the beginning of the comeback for, for Farnsey as well, you know? Yes. Yeah. Incredible so, voice. Very exciting. There we go. So yeah. Let's get the ball rolling onto the next band. All right. This one's controversial. Forgive us. We've we've got the best at heart, you know, we're we're good people. No, we're not. We're a pair of cunts. So, no. so <laughs> let, let's play the song and then we'll chat about it, yeah? All right. She does it with ease 
you remember when he died before my birthday on the 15th of September yeah. in 2019? We'd only done a couple of shows, I think. We with had. The 80s it was, montage, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, this is the thing with the age group that we're sort of talking about. They're starting to drop off. We're talking about, in this case, and I'm so sorry. We're talking about Rick Okasek. He did sort of recently pass away. Nonetheless, let's talk about Rick Okasek and why we're sort of bringing him to the table. Hugely successful singer-songwriter, guitarist from the Great past. Voice. Heaps of hits, heaps of hits. Had a gorgeous, gorgeous partner, Pauline Poroskova. I've read a lot about Rick, obviously sort of back when we did the show about him um, around the time of his passing. He used to wear sort of, you know, beautiful tailored jackets all the time and he had this, like, amazing apartment uh, in Manhattan and you'd always see him with, like, beautiful tailored jackets that um, really sort of showcased how sort of tall and thin he was and uh, also that sort of his charisma, it was like he was from another world. He had an energy about him. That's that's what it was like meeting him apparently. Nonetheless. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nonetheless, Google Rick Okasek images, just have a look and you'll see what I'm talking about. Once again, not going to win a modelling He contest. looks a little bit like a canary. He's a very, very unique looking gentleman. Oh, you know? Eyes close unique. together. <laughs> yes. Pointy nose. Long, long this, small that, you know, it's all, all <laughs> sort of a bit. But this is what I love. This is what I love about this very thing. Don't get us wrong. What mm. we're actually talking about is like in the 80s, even though it was about sex and image and blah, 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 you could still, it's not as bad as fucking today. It isn't, no, it If you've isn't. got a fucking crooked tooth, you're not going to get locked. You know what I mean? In, I don't in call the it 80s, the voice for nothing. That's right. In the 80s, you could still be a bit fucked up looking but celebrated for your art, for your sort of career and what you did. Uh, very different to today. I've, I've and pull hot chicks. Exactly, exactly. You know, now, I, like, look, you know, if the charisma is intact, looking at the songwriting, he was a very sharp-dressed man. I perhaps, if I was very drunk, would have gone there. And right. you would have too and you'd oh, lie. Oh, no, you too lanky, say, too lanky. Oh, too tall, you have break. to climb shit. No. Give me a break. No, I'm not. I'm really fussy. I don't really like many people. <laughs> And you can tell because I've probably, I mean, I talk shit a lot of the time, but, you know, I think they kind of looked similar as a couple, those two. There was a soul thing there. I've always said that about those two where, you know, she ends up doing the video and then bang, she's the girlfriend and then bang, she's the wife and bang, they've got kids. Um I, I can see the connection in their faces as much yeah. as one's a supermodel and one's like a box that you haven't opened up properly yet. But it sort of worked. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, strange. I prefer that than someone that thinks they're hot and they're not talented. Oh, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. 
Hundred percent. Like you can 100%. do whatever the fuck you want with your body or your face or your hair. If you're fucking missing something, you're not fucking there, mate. Mate, if you if you are, and I'm talking smoking hot. If you're smoking yeah. hot, smoking hot, but you're either boring. That's or, right. Or no personality, or you've got a personality, but you're a cunt. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to know about it. I don't care how fucking hot you are. You know what I mean? It's more to do with character for me than anything else. It's more to do with intelligence and creativity and so forth, you know? Yeah, well, there's there's nothing like being interesting. Interesting's a lot harder than fucking smoking hot. You know, because yeah, I used to yeah. work when I used to work with Bill, and we had all the models come in in the eighties and the nineties. Um, they would come in, and they couldn't fucking sell sex to the camera for shit. <laughs> and I'd be looking at it, going, "But Bill, isn't it part of their job to be smoking hot and actually give that look?" He goes, "No, you're better at it." He goes, "Because you're interesting, and there's something yeah. going on in your face." Yeah. It doesn't matter how hot you are if you are just shedding some sort form of insecurity or or too much fucking I'm the shit, it's yeah. so fucking shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for real. So All we're right, sort something... of celebrating the uglies really. Oh, we are. No, this is absolutely a celebration of the uglies. We're, we're loud and proud good. saying 80s uglies, let's fucking celebrate it and have a look at it. But... Something just in closing with, with old Rick, he had six sons, two from each of his three marriages. Ah, well, he stuck I it wonder, in. I wonder, yeah, his, his partners were quite gorgeous. I wonder if the ugly gene, though, was dominant. You know what I'm saying? Wow, now we didn't look at that. Yeah. That's right. Does hot, sometimes it can either go hot, ugly, and then they come out, Amazing looking, like um, okay. So, for instance, if I was going to think off the top of my head, Aerosmith, I think he's incredibly hot, but he's not pretty. But his daughter's oh, fucking oh, gorgeous, right? Oh, stunning, yeah. The daughter's great. I would still go there with Aerosmith because I think he's just a fucking incredible musician and singer, and he's this big thing. But mate, if you saw him in the street, you'd fucking put a hook in his lip, thinking he was a fucking gummy shark. You know? Oh, absolutely. Oh, he looks like somebody's cracked out grandmother. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's like, oh, yeah, no, no, she lives in Lismore in New South Wales. She's a bit, she owns her own um, boutique dairy farm. She's a bit funny. You know, that's what he looks like. He looks like that. But hot. Fucking hot. I fucking love him, mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The All next right, one I'm not Let's so sure moving. about. Oh, okay. Is it? Is it who I think it is? Let's play the theme song. You'll All get right, it straight let's play away.
That's just an overconfident fat slut. <laughs> Isn't it? Even the music says it all. It's like the elephant walk fucking backwards. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, when you do a gig and you're in a barn somewhere or a shithole and there's always some chick that's fucking dressed up, shit house looking, but goes the band, mate, will fucking go she's, the band and she's usually becomes a huge stalker. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. But she, they're very always very persistent and eventually she will shag one of the band, usually the yeah. drummer. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> but we love oh. our drummer, but, yeah, no, we love our drummer, but, yeah, usually. In fact, that probably happened to the first lineup of our band actually. Our fill-in drummer, you know, I think it's sort of more that that we're thinking of. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 that's right. No, oh, well, well, fuck it Jesus. Out, so funny. Now, look, this one, Roseanne Barr, she had her own show in the 80s. It was fucking huge. The whole appeal with Roseanne Barr was that she, she, because she was a stand-up comedian as well, yeah, she she was vulgar. She swore. Oh, she fucking yes. was very common. She was very yes. loud. There was nothing pretty or gorgeous about her, you know what I mean? And on the show, she was just like a normal mum, like a normal chick. They were like a working class very common family, and that was the whole fucking appeal. It, it really sort of stuck it in the face of the Hollywood kind of image. Yeah, that's right. But it was interesting. I mean, I didn't mind Roseanne. It started in 1988, so it's definitely started in the 80s. Mm. Um, you know, it. Oh, we didn't know a family like that in Australia because they were a bit trailer trashy kind of, you know, fucking Texan or whatever they were. Well, they'd be bogans here, you know. Yeah, big bogans, like big bogans, yeah. And uh, just confident though. It was interesting to see them confidently fucking in charge, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very uh, very popular show, very strong supporting cast uh, and, you know, we watched the kids grow up and so forth. Huge, huge in the 80s and sort of going into the 90s. She... um, she would marry Tom Arnold in the 90s and they sort of became very Hollywood. They were, yeah. it was like watching a train wreck, you know. They, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. It was difficult to watch them. They they were likewise very loud, very vulgar, taste-free, you know, and they had a very ugly breakup and divorce. They said horrible things about each other in the press. Well, she's a nut job. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're, yeah, job. they're, they're both. I, I remember um, he, she said something like he he had a little dick. She said something oh. in the press that he had a little dick. Well, it might have been and hard for her to lift her gut up, that's all. Mate, his comeback was fantastic. He said uh, even a 747 looks small flying oh, into wow. the Grand Canyon. Oh, wow. There you go. That is fucking fantastic, mate. Yeah, I've yeah, I've got to yeah. give it to him. Anyway, look, she she sort of did the show. She went a bit weird. She got a facelift. Remember all of that? Oh, yeah, she went pretty, yeah. Yeah, and look, and not sort of, pretty enough. <laughs> no. It went yeah, all, it no. went, it went bust and she moved to Hawaii and had like a macadamia farm, which I think would be like fucking paradise, you know. Yeah. She, they would revive the show. She had like a. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, did a, a revival, like a 10th season of Roseanne 
um, in 2018, I think they were renewed or something for 11th season or something like that. It was very difficult for them to pull the original cast back together, yeah? Really difficult because you're talking about a support, a popular supporting cast of about eight people or so, mm. you know, bigger, mm, yeah, bigger, yeah, yeah. bigger cast than Friends and so forth. They got them all back and then I think she made some tweet that was considered racist and they fucking fired her from the network and yeah. kept the show going. So they, they yeah. rebranded it as The Connors. So they That's took her right. name out of it and everything like she hadn't fucking happened, but it didn't work. It didn't work and um, it, it fell over and that was that. So there you go. But, look, I, rem- I do remember being a little kid and if mm-hmm. you ever wanted to sort of tease your mates and shit, you'd say, oh, you'd sleep with anyone. You'd even fuck Roseanne. Like she was, she was yeah, always right. the like, and it'd be like, no, I wouldn't. And there'd always be that mate that'd like go, I would, you know, and be like, oh, uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. That's a thing, man. That's a thing. You yeah. can go to strip joints and get that shit, mate. You know, <laughs> yeah, I exactly. um apparently I haven't been there, but anyway, um, <laughs> Roseanne, good old Roseanne. The next one we've got is oh, how did this happen? So I'll play this that you've given me to play. <laughs> Don't get a fucking fingerless woody over it. You never thought you'd hear that on the 80s montage. <laughs> you have died buffs, and gone to heaven. No, that's right. It's not sort of, you know, old people's hour or something like that. Film buffs would recognise this as the theme song to The Purple Rose of Cairo, which was one of my favourite fucking films. Now we're talking, wow. of course, of Woody Allen. Mm. Woody Allen. Very talented, hugely successful filmmaker, massive cult following. Looks like uh, he's got a head like a busted pasty. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And and quite controversial. We'll talk about that in a sec. This this film had uh, he his film career started in the 70s as a writer director. He would act as well. He sort of really personified like a really neurotic um, overthinker. You know that was sort of in his writing. That was in his stories and that was definitely in his acting and his persona. And um, this film, though, was really beautiful, starred Mia Farrow and Jeff Daniels. He would uh, marry Mia Farrow and, you know, they they would have a a long relationship. Controversially, very controversially, now do you remember this? They adopted some children together, Mia Farrow Mm -hmm. and Woody Allen. And, look, the thing is... 
Mia Farrow mm-hmm. was a gorgeous chick in her day, you know, and she had gone out with some like killer bloke. Like she went out with Frank Sinatra, and you know, she she was a gorgeous chick. What the fuck was she doing with Woody Allen anyway? Yeah, big dick. They, um, oh, I don't know. I really no, can't not a big dick. It. Wouldn't be a big dick. Just I thought don't about think it. No. So I think he he looks too sad to have a big dick. No, nah, wouldn't have been. Anyway, look, they they um they adopted some children. One of them, when she when she came of a certain age, when she became an adult, they announced that they were actually a couple. So he started having a relationship wow. with his adopted daughter. Now I think I'm not sure. I think Mia Farrow. It was Mia Farrow's adopted daughter. I don't think it was his adopted daughter, but he was having a long relationship with Mia Farrow. See, he was essentially like, I think her name was like Sun Yi or some yeah, shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you remember? And it was just no, mate. Yeah. That's wrong, wrong mate. Yeah, it's not right. Very and you know what? controversial. How do you do that looking like that? How do you yeah. do it? Yeah. How do you, you know, the wife goes out, you fucking with the daughter. Who was 18 or was she younger? Oh, well, this is the thing. They they announced it when um, they announced it when she was an adult, obviously. But when did it start? This is the thing. Like when when did they first sort of start having feelings for each other and so forth? This is the sort yeah. of grey area that makes it really difficult, you know what I mean? And I know like like th- this is controversial stuff. I know even like as a teacher, if you've if you've taught a kid like in high mm. school and, and whatever and you then years after, yeah. years after they've, um, you know, left school and fucking out in the workforce and so forth, if you start having a relationship with them then, Still fucking controversial, mate. You will have people coming after you. Well, um, that happened. Someone rang me the other day and she was telling me about her children and she also has her nephew living at the house. So one of the kids has a girlfriend and all of a sudden the girlfriend's ended up with the cousin, you know, like unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of guessed it before she finished the story and she goes, yeah, that happened. And people just can't be trusted. <laughs> so fucking full on. Yeah, some weird things happen. Human beings are certainly irrational, you know. Anyway, mm, let's keep moving. Who's our next ugly? <laughs> oh, this one's a cutie ugly. He's really <laughs> cute. And, yeah. and this is from a movie that we all love. Here we go. My brother, Harold, asked me to be the best man at his wedding. I was like, oh, of course, man, because you've always been there for me. Like when I was in rehab and uh, like the time I couldn't find my car. Because Harold, you know, he's always been the dependable one and I've always been the screwed up one. Right, Dad? Why can't you be more like your brother? Uh, Harold would never beat up his landlord. <laughs> He's drunk as shit. Oh. 
<coughs> but, uh, little newsflash, Pop. <laughs> Harold ain't so perfect. Remember that time in Puerto Rico when we picked up those two, uh, well, I guess they were prostitutes, but I don't remember paying. Okay, how about that? <laughs> how about that? Yeah, how about that? Brilliant. Ah, fuck. Brilliant. Oh, it, was, it was about to be the best line ever. I'm a person too, Pop. I'm a person too. And the father like goes, you're a moron. <laughs> That's right. I left that for you to do. Oh, I fucking love it so much. Oh, he plays about- a lot of roles like this. <laughs> oh, no, he does scary people too. Oh, yeah, he's very versatile. He's an incredible actor. We're talking about Steve Buscemi, the yeah. one with the googly eyes, but we love I'd him fuck so him. much. I'd fuck him. I would he's too. Funny. He's, he's, he's funny. funny, mate. He's smart. He's a great yeah. actor. He can do drama. He can do comedy. And he's a fucking great guy as well. Yeah, he really. used to be... He used to be like a voluntary firefighter in New York, like in the 80s, when right. he was sort of, um, you know, trying to get started as an actor and so forth. And when 9-11 happened, he went back to his uh, precinct. He, like, went back to his um, fucking brigade and yep. chucked on a jacket and went and fought fires and was pulling people out of rubble and everything. And, and they had to stop him... Uh, after days of being up, covered with ash, um, so he could would just go and have a sleep because he wouldn't stop, and he slept for a couple of hours, got up and kept going for another couple of days. Like incredible wow. guy, incredible guy. Yeah, yeah. But and the moral of the story is that if you are comfortable in your own skin, it don't matter. You can be just as successful. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because he would have gone as a kid, oh, what am I going to do? Oh, I'm going to act or whatever. Yeah. It, it, when you went to a teacher or you went to someone that taught you how to do all this stuff, a singing teacher or a dance teacher, the look thing was really big. The age thing was really big. As soon as you hit 24 in the 80s, you were too old, you know. Mm, and yeah. when I look back at myself uh, from, say, I don't know, 16 to now, fucking, mate, I was the Taj Mahal and I don't know who <laughs> how, who missed it, you know? Who yeah, the fuck missed yeah. that? Yeah, and you're yeah. the same, you know what I mean? It's like, like like I could have been the next fucking Paula Abdul. Like it's just ridiculous and it took a lot of a, a toll off me to think, oh, well, I'm too old now, I can't do this. And mm. it's people like these guys that find their niche and their market and kick goals, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. He, um, look, he wouldn't do heaps and heaps in the 80s. He made his start definitely in the 80s. It was yeah. the 90s where he really broke through and he got picked up by the Cohen brothers and did a lot of their stuff. So he had a very specific sense of humour that they really recognised and, and could showcase well in their films. He really took off. Like he did start, he was in uh, Armageddon, which was absolutely huge. And um, did, did uh, he did some stuff? Oh, he was in Reservoir Dogs as well. That was the other thing. So, so he had um, he had like lots of cult value about him as well. Um, yeah, but um, fucking, I think it's almost as if the uglier he got, the more popular he became. <laughs> you know, because yeah, he was right. 
He was he he was quite pretty in the eighties when he was young, and then mm. sort of the eyes became googlier and the face was becoming aged, and he was probably sort of chain smoking his life away. And yeah, um, yeah, his popularity was just sort of shot shot through the roof. Absolutely, and you know he's one of those guys that you'd go there because he's funny. He'd make you laugh, he- mate. He'd make sort of, you laugh, your undies would fall off. That's what you got to do, guys, is make people laugh. It's a fucking huge thing. Oh, I think it's like taken for granted so much, especially to do with relationships yeah. and sex and so forth. you got to keep it rolling. you got to keep laughing. It's ridiculous, really. So uh, have a laugh about it. Like get them laughing and fucking enjoy yourself. Just feel free in your undies. All right, the next one we've got is, uh, oh, look, we we always talk about this guy but we've got to bring him up. Now, this is an interesting dynamic because this song I would fuck too but I still wouldn't fuck him. Could you imagine, maybe it wouldn't have worked. Would it have worked if you had a really hot guy singing it or would it have been taken advantage of and then no more career? You know what I mean? Would you have tried harder? Yeah. It's an interesting thing like being ugly makes you try harder. I think the fact that he wasn't attractive draws more focus to the Song definitely, yeah, it does, um, but it, yes. it could have been bigger. It could have been bigger if if the guy had been hot because yeah, Phil Collins certainly is not. I, oh mate, and it's almost like now he's seventy one now. It's almost yeah. like he's got more sex appeal now as an older man than he did in the eighties. Yeah, they love his music. Collins people's are fucking like a cult thing, you know. They love oh. his music, and this they is love the thing. Him. I don't get it. I miss the memo. 
like he's had some big hits, you know, fucking against all odds. Yeah, yeah. Susudio yeah. and another heap of songs I can't fucking stand. But I mean, like his record, you you would not believe it. Like his his fucking career and his record. Yeah. He's he's only one of three artists. The other two are Paul McCartney. Sorry, Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson, who have sold over a hundred million albums from their solo and their band career. He's only one yeah. of three with that fucking record. So I mean, amazing. He's won eight Grammys, two Golden Globes, one Academy Award. It, it, you know, and thought of as being one of the most incredible sort of singer songwriter, you know, musicians, and w- was. Huge in the eighties. I can't do it. I can't stand well, it. Yeah, yeah. Remember when we did the albums, the top two hundred albums or the top one hundred albums? That's right. And he was in with Genesis. He was in with all these records, and we were going, "What the fuck?" He was everywhere, man. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I mean, he does have a good voice, though, and he does have a good voice. I do like his voice, but I never loved the songwriting. No. At all. And I really just, if he came on in the morning with a with a video, I really wouldn't. You know, I don't mind in the air tonight because you just see the head and it could yeah. be the devil, you know what I mean? Like, oh, look out, it's the devil, ugly devil. But um, <laughs> the other stuff where he wears his suit and he's with Phil Bailey, it's nah, nah. Yeah, nah, can't. Can't do it. He, he looks like an electrician to me, you know. Too fucking daggy. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I don't know. But it's sort of like he's constantly thrusting his big fucking head. You know what I mean? He's got a face for radio, yeah? Just sing. Yeah. Just sing and put some models in the film clip. That's all you yeah. have to do. But instead he constantly fucking have the head, you know? Yeah, yeah, he wasn't ashamed. Wasn't ashamed no one wants of his, to see that. his whole marketing, his look, you know. See, Peter Gabriel, I find more attractive oh, and yeah. interesting, you know, yeah. like in the videos that Peter Gabriel did with with Sledgehammer and shit, that's fucking iconic. And it was his whole, you know, heads in video were huge in the 80s, like just to that's see. Right. We should do actually do a, uh, an episode on that because there are a lot of music videos where that just happened, yeah. you know, with the train yeah. going around his neck and stuff. Mm. And he was just more appealing. I think it was not only the fact that Phil was a little bit sort of awkward looking, he just didn't look like a fun guy to me. No. He looked... Like he had a massive ego. Yeah. Like, like it, his his whole thing was that. Wasn't he famous for? Wasn't he famous for saying, "Don't you know who I am?" Like he's one of those people who there was a famous anecdote of him saying, "Don't you know who I am?" or something. Or he he wouldn't get recognised. Or don't you an, know who I am? But isn't there some anecdote where? Like he just looked like a normal guy, so he didn't get let in. Like no, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't get let into a hotel, and he had a leather jacket on. Maddie knows the story. He's going to fucking die when he hears this. And he didn't have a leather jacket on, or he was with someone, Paul McCartney or something. And they said, "No, you can come, but you can't. Your mate can't." And he goes, "Don't you know who I am? You know." And then, but that's the way you would think. Subsequently, the album was called. No jackets required or something. That's shit. right, yeah, no jackets required. Oh, gee, that's sexy. Shut I up. know that story isn't completely right, but it's something like that. 
Yeah, who cares? It's about Phil Collins. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's keep it moving. We got one more. Oh yeah, one more. Love horror. this one. See if you can guess. This could be sort of uh, one of several people because you guys know right. the theme song, yeah? You recognise the theme song. It's the theme song to The Shining. Came out 1980, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Fucking love it, directed by Stanley Kubrick. Now, hey, Stanley Kubrick had a fucking face like a fried fart. It's not him that I'm talking about. Stephen King, who wrote the book, also. Ooh. Yes. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Let's get all the yeah. uglies on board, you know? Fucking hell. Well, uglies hell. make money, man. They do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do because other uglies see themselves, you know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Jack Nicholson, I think, uh, like was a good-looking dude, you know, lots yeah, of Yeah, too of, scary for me. Yeah, not in this. He kind of reminds me of my dad a little bit, so yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, But yeah. Um, in the female lead, Shelley Duvall, so Shelley Duvall didn't do a whole lot after this because apparently she got incredibly uh, uh, bullied, like psychologically fucked up by Stanley wow. Kubrick because um, he was trying to – Stanley Kubrick um, is very method, you know, and, and he was renowned for doing literally hundreds of takes of the same scene. And um, he would sort of do it to get the actors to a point of exhaustion. And she was like, watch that film. She's actually sort of psychologically breaking down in the fucking film. It's a bit of a sort of apocalypse now with Martin Sheen sort of losing his shit, you know. Mm. Um, It it was for real. Anyway, Shelley Duvall, the poor thing, she had such an unfortunate face. (laughs) Well, she was married to Paul Simon and Dan mm. Gilroy. That's right. So yeah. she didn't do bad. No, she didn't do too bad, yeah. But yeah. she looks like Steve Buscini, I reckon, with the googly eyes and stuff. If They could Steve, be related. If Steve Buscemi had a fat olive oil, um, you know, <laughs> Popeye's olive girlfriend. Oil. Popeye's yeah, girlfriend. Popeye's Actually, girlfriend. did she? She played fucking pop. She played olive oil. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah, she That's did. That's right. She played she fucking did. olive oil in Robert Altman's. There Altman's you go. Um, See, and, there's and a Robin look Williams for played- <laughs> I was going to say she'd be perfectly cast. Somebody fucking beat me to it. but <laughs> Hilarious. She, 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 doesn't, she doesn't look real. You know what I mean? She looks yeah. like a, a living caricature of a person. You know, yep. quite amazing. But there's sort mm. of like the people of her ilk, like in and around that time, like Sissy Spacek as well. It's like, fuck, okay, are you 
are you ugly or are you, you know what I mean? It's like you can't work it out. Are you ugly or are you yeah. <laughs> badly lit? Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's so many people like that and I think in these years with actors they wanted that look to go with the craziness of the film or whatever the theme was. Yeah. And then we got a little bit too, I don't know, what do you call it where everything has to be perfect in that in the 80s and yeah, the 90s? Perfectionist, yeah, yeah. Perfectionist and everyone had to be pretty and blah, blah, blah. But like even Molly Ringwell, right, I don't find her incredibly attractive. Mm. But for that time in the 80s and those movies, she was so interesting oh, yeah. and made a living out of that, you know. Yeah, yeah, for real. But you would have yeah. sat back and gone, who would have cast the redhead, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's strange. not a bad thing. It, she just stood out and that was the reason for it. So I think creatively different looking people really worked. And I know working on Wentworth, everyone had to look different and everyone yeah. had to something, you know, and, mate, some of them, fuck, you know, some of them were, you know, fucking out there but, God, we mm. were so proud of them because they just brought the character and the whole theme. I'm not talking about the leads either. The whole theme of it, you know. Even fucking yeah. I went in without makeup on. I couldn't give a shit. It was about letting go of your inner ugly and bringing it out, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a tough thing to do. It's not easy to be unsuperficial going to a show and just be as ugly as you I do it when I catch public transport. I dress down for rape. I fucking dress ugly and I make sure that no one comes near me, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's right. Just go understated. It's interesting you sort of bring that up, like acting, uh, the acting thing. It's, you know, good good sort of drama has a lot more to do with energy than it does looks, like definitely. Yeah. Like a lot of casting you would think is done off looks and maybe for ads and commercials and stuff it, it would be, but it's got more to do with your energy, like what comes across. Um, and actors sort of fuss exactly. about a lot about how they look and how, how they're sort of coming across and stuff, but it, it's actually got more to do with, yeah, their personal energy that they're sending out into the world. And look, Shelley Duvall, she had, she, when she speaks, how she looks and everything, I sort of, I desperately wanted to shut up, but but like she has, she has that like fragility about her. She's so fragile. She just looks like you could ruin her life in a couple of words. Like if you said the wrong thing, it'd just like fucking very fragile. So perfect for The Shining, you know, absolutely perfect. You know how you brought up Paul Simon? She was with Paul Simon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their relationship ended because she was friends with Carrie Fisher. And she, there you go. In, she introduced Paul Simon to Carrie Fisher and they ended up fucking fucking off with each other. <laughs> Paul Simon loved the crazies. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Because mm. everyone thinks that um, Carrie Fisher is me in 20 years. Like they just think that she just says whatever and and they've gone, that's you, that's you. And I love it because she is a little out there. Yeah, and yeah she's a lot out there. She was fucking hot in Star Wars, obviously. We all know that. But she still felt proud of her body and the way she looked right up until the end, you know. Like she still did shit. Yeah. She was in Will and Grace. Sorry, she was in Sex and the City. 
Yeah. Uh, she was fantastic in that. She did little cameos everywhere. And there was a show, was it a reality show that she had where you got to see her house and stuff? It was I really so. good. And her dog was, and stuff, I think. And I think her dogs so. and her mum was living She's next door. She's fucking out there, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy as batshit but fucking great. Yeah. I don't yeah. like people that are beautiful. I honestly don't. I like people that are interesting oh, and God, they're yeah. fucking real, you know. You just want to, like, pick their brain and have a few drinks and, you know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that from what I've seen in the industry, it takes all types, but yeah, it's interesting yeah. that you kind of think, how did this career happen, do you reckon, you know, because yeah. we're always filled, you know, at movie school or fucking music school where or you teacher says or your singing teacher says, you know, you must be thin and da 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 No one's got the time for that. No, exactly. Especially when yeah. you get older. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Well, look, there we go. That was our last one, guys. Don't get us wrong. We're celebrating the ugly. 80s yeah. uglies. 80s Love uglies. It. Good on you. This could be the first of a couple of episodes. I don't know. Yeah, look, there are a, a lot of people. There's a few out there. We might sort of circle back to this subject if we don't get pulled from the air because of it. So No, I don't think so. Ah, I it. don't think so. Look, there's so many other people. You, you could talk about Kiss. We were going to put Kiss in the show as well. Oh, Without we the makeup, later. man. Oh, ah. mate. Jeans. Mate. Oh, Jesus. You know, would oh, you do it? Oh, no. And they don't no. drink on top of it. Fuck that. What would you do? Talk you to them. You like to think because the bad looks are because of the drink, you know, but they're not. No. Oh, shocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was yeah. hot. Yeah. It was hot. Yeah. That's right. You know? Anyway, good on you. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Please like, share, rate, review. Give us five stars. Become a Patreon. Become a subscriber and follow us on as many platforms as you can. Even if you just listen to the one mainly, follow us on the other fucking platforms as well. Become a subscriber. Fucking Absolutely. Awesome. And you, you can find. A, yeah, go. Yeah, you can find our podcast website on www.the80smontage.com. Brilliant. And all everything's on there. So you've got Patreon on there, which is patreon.com forward slash the 80s montage podcast. You have PayPal if you just want to put a tip in there or whatever because we're not gigging still, guys. We're fucking sitting at home and, yeah. I mean, you're not, but you've had COVID so you have been, yeah. But I'm still working it and working the hours and not seeing much fucking come back at the moment, even though the wedge will sell. The wedge is going to sell out, which is awesome. Look, we're getting closer to being back on stage, back live and back out seeing all of our friends around the country. But, yeah, I mean, last couple of months we've had some fantastic gigs booked that are just have just been pushed out to later of the year. The, yep. the anxiety is dying down um, and definitely yeah, sort of we'll be back out there very soon. So, it oh, is, guys. We're right on the cusp. We're right on Absolutely. The cusp. And we're going to be everywhere in Australia. So the next gig is the Wedge in Sale, which is selling really quickly. Everyone's buying at the last minute, but we're pretty chockers. Look, there's probably 100 tickets left. Then by the time this comes out, though, there's probably 50. So get your tickets if you wish, the Wedge in Sale. You know, support the rural areas. That's what we're doing. We're going up there, staying the night, putting on a show. It's in a theatre, so... We can have an amount of people there by law because you'd be sitting down, but it's still a fun night. 
Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Can't wait to get out there and rock you guys. So it'll be great, guys. Can't wait to see you all. Good on you. Now, if it's music, mateys. Or cool shit from the 80s. We're going to talk about it. Unreal. Unreal. 